Hi, this is George Stevens, Jr. You're listening to TV Confidential with Ed Robertson, who's a, such a great interviewer. <laughs> well, I, I thank you very much. <laughs> Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that is happy to welcome Ms. Concetta Tomei. Concetta Tomei, the actress, most of you know for her work in television, including starring roles in the critically acclaimed series China Beach and Providence, as well as guest roles on such shows as Star Trek Voyager, many of the series produced by David E. Kelly, including Picket Fences and L.A. Law, and most recently the Pure Flix series Going Home. Concetta Tomei also has an extensive stage career, including starring opposite David Bowie in the Broadway production of The Elephant Man, as well as starring alongside Oscar winner Kevin Klein and Jennifer Garner in the Broadway production of Cyrano de Bergerac. And we're very, very happy that Concetta is spending some time to talk to us today. We began our conversation by telling Concetta, one of the fun things I like about doing this program is learning things about the guests. And there are a couple of things uh, I learned about. We, we We actually have a couple of people in common uh, in addition to James and in addition to Lori. Oh, okay, Lori Towers. Yes. Sweetheart. Yes. Yeah, I call her my doc doll. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? Because I saw on the waterfront and I thought, gosh, you know, she could have been one of those guys working on the waterfront with Brando. She's a great-hearted person, and she's a Renaissance woman as well. There's nothing this woman cannot do. Absolutely. I always call her my doc doll because every time I saw her on the waterfront, I thought, oh, my God, she could be on the docks with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a man's woman and a woman's woman. Yes, and she is no pushover, and she's the type of person you want in your corner. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's a black belt. You really want her Well, we're going to jump around, but as long as we're talking about people we have in common. Now, I will admit that these are more like six degree of separation connection. But uh, once upon a time, you worked with the great stage actress Marion Seldes. Oh, I certainly did. In Richard III. Once upon a time, her brother Tim was my literary agent. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Isn't that wild? Yep. Yes. Six degrees of separation, indeed. Yes. And along the same lines, you worked with Kevin Klein many, many times. Yes, um, been lucky for me. Mm-hmm. In his, uh, in my previous career, I was a legal assistant for the city and county of San Francisco, and I did not know him well. But his brother Alex was one of my coworkers. Oh, for heaven's sakes! Isn't that interesting? I didn't even know he had a brother. I met his mom and dad um, years ago when we were doing Richard the Third. But I didn't know he had a brother. Yeah, well, the, the fun thing about this show is that I learn things, and sometimes the guest learns things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I always learn something when I'm being in Always learn something. The other thing, this is, this is also cool, and this, this segs very much into uh, your work as a stage actress. I understand that uh, one of the companies that uh, you starred in, uh, particularly in the early stages of your career, you did productions for ACT in San Francisco, the American oh, I Consumer. Certainly did. Yes, um, I did Mrs. Warren's profession, G.B. Shaw. I mean, what a great writer he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I did Mrs. Warren's profession, and I played Mrs. Warren. And 
uh, at at ACT. What a gorgeous theater that is. Is that still up and running? I believe it is. I believe it is. I've not been in the downtown uh, San Francisco area in a while, but I believe it is. Um, I bring it up because I went to grammar school in the 70s, and back then there was money in the budget to take the entire seventh grade, or in some cases they would take the entire sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade once or twice a year to ACT. Oh, how fabulous, Ed. What a great experience for young kids. Yeah, I mean, and for me, that was like my first, that was my first experience with the stage, and and that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. It's interesting you should say that, because before, my first career was uh, an educator. I went to the University of Wisconsin at Madison and got my degree in education, grades one through eight and my minor in communications. So I taught for four years in Wisconsin, seventh and eighth grade English and social studies. And I always tried to bring the world, that teaching world, the drama world, Mm -hmm. into the theater world because I always loved theater and I thought it was a great message and to teach kids and whatever. And so I I directed (laughs) The Wizard of Oz with (laughs) 75 seventh and eighth graders. Oh, try that one out. (laughs) Try <laughs> that one out, but uh, no, I think that was a wonderful thing that you could do, that your teacher was that far advanced bringing you to ACT. What a great venue, you know. I mean, talk about widening your eyes and your senses and your ears and all sorts of those things in the world of theater. What a great idea she had. I, I have a sister up in San Francisco. She uh, Up until last year, she taught third graders for 35 years. And oh, for heaven. God bless her. Oh, my God. She deserves the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> but She really does that. The first grade I taught was fourth, and I loved fourth grade. But third, you know, uh, grades K through three are the, are the hardest. They are. They, they, they are. Half the battle is keeping them in their seats. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Boy, and you really have to be on top of it. You have to have just keep all of these activities and projects going and keeping them engaged, you know, um, and then trying, hopefully, to teach them something, you know, uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And and this speaks to one of the rewards of teaching, and this is something you can speak to because I understand this still happens to you on occasion. But uh, once, once a year, I would visit my sister's third grade class because I come from a large family, and my sister was very shrewd. She knew she had a writer in the family, and so I would come up once a year, and I would talk about how I became a writer and how a lot of the things that I do professionally are things that you know tie into what they do every day in school. I mean, if you don't deliver your homework, you don't get, get your grade. If I don't deliver the manuscript, I don't get paid, those thing, things like that. Well... I would stay after school and chat and, and whatnot. And one, one year, again, she taught third grade. Well, about um, a couple of high school kids dropped by after school, and they were, they were two of her former students. Yeah. And they talked about how much they miss her and how much they remember a lot of the things that, that she taught them that they still carry on in their lives, and they remember. And, and, and you left that kind of impression with your students as well. Well, uh, thank you for saying that, and um, I hope I did, and, and I have proof that at least I contributed something in their young lives at that time. I, I do get uh, fan 
letters uh, from my kids. Yeah. And um, and they go, they send it to Innovative, my agency here in L.A., and I just got one from um, one of my 7th um, and 8th graders. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I, uh, I, I couldn't believe it because he and his brother Mike, his name is Andy Linda mm-hmm. and Mike Linda, and they came from the Czech Republic. They were immigrants that came in. And um, I just got the most unbelievable letter and about how they went to a reunion. And he said, I remember your drama class and how you'd put – I put my desks in a circle so everybody could look at each other. That was one of the things I thought would be really interesting as opposed to row on row yeah. at the back people. So and he remembered that. I mean, he said, there we were in a circle exchanging thoughts and words and ideas. And um, then you played James Taylor records with <laughs> his lyrics and poetry yeah. class. I mean, he said, to this day, I think of you when I hear or see James Taylor, and I burst out laughing. Mm-hmm. And I get many of these wonderful letters from my kids who are now, oh, my God, I hate to even say it, Ed, and I may not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, he remembered everything. Yeah. Everything, and then I had one from Arizona. He's in San Francisco, and apparently, I, I must have, you know, inspired him because he's into filmography and into documentaries with his brother. And so, you know, he said. And then I, I read IMDb and said, "Oh my God, I'd missed so many of your shows that you did on television." He was just so dear. He was very formal in his letter. So I called him. Because there was a letter, there was a number. I thought, okay, what the heck, I'll call him. Well, his wife Angie answered, and she was she almost fell over. Wow. You know, and it's so funny because I think teachers, educators, good ones, and I'm not saying I was good, I just loved my kids, and I think a good educator, if they love their children, love what they do, they're good at anything, whatever you're doing, as long as you love what you do. They, you know, I was like a rock star had called. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, and I'm sure your sister has the same exact experience because she left an imprint. Talk about a tattoo. Yes, you know, exactly. On, on all those lives, and it, it's, it's stuck with some of them for years and years and years. Well, if- I have one student wrote me from Arizona and said, I married a teacher because you inspired me. Mm-hmm. Because you were such a good teacher, I married a teacher. Uh, one of my students became a librarian, went into teaching. Andy went into filmography, you know, because uh, as a result of my little <laughs> drama class, that it, there was not a drama class in the school. And I said, well, this is crazy. People need, a, you know, it's not only basketball and football, but you have to have a creative expression, not only physical expression, just to get it out. So I started the drama class in Milwaukee, at, at, in Fox Point in Wisconsin, in one of those districts. But I found that my teaching career, my kids taught me mm-hmm. at you know, I learned so much from my students, so much from my students, and I carry that with me wherever I go. Well, I'm not an expert on this by any stretch of the word, but the fact that that one student remembered that you put the circles, the, the desk in a circle like, like, a, like a seminar class so right. that you're all facing each other, that left an impression. And he probably paid more attention was more, uh, and was more alert in your class than he may have been in some of his other classes. And the fact that you inspired others to pursue you know, creative professions or, or go into other forms of teaching, that tells me 
you're a good teacher because you left an imprint. Well, that's, I would like to believe that, and um, thank you, Ed, for saying that, uh, because it takes two, you know? Absolutely. Uh, it really does take two, the students and the teacher, and it's a dance that you do, and you have to love the dance. You know, you have to love what you do. As I say, in any profession that you go, uh, that you, you know, start out to do, if it's a dream or if it's just, you know, nuts and bolts, like being a plumber mm -hmm. or whatever, you have to do the best you can at it, or at least try to do your best, and love what you do. Love well, what you do, because there's so many people you meet that are not happy. Yep. And in all sorts of professions, and it includes acting, teaching, you know, the trades, whatever. They come to your home and they don't smile. And then, of course, I give them a bottle of red wine. <laughs> absolutely ecstatic because I'm Italian on both sides. So nobody comes in my home and leaves empty-handed. Absolutely. No, because they're doing me a service and uh, fixing the refrigerator or fixing the stove or whatever. Although I have a tech guy Norman, who is, does everything. I mean, he'll work with electricity, everything else. But when things just uh, are over our heads, we hire someone. But they always leave with a bag of cookies or a bottle of wine or something because you, ha you have to appreciate not only those people that have been educated, but those that went into the trades because that, that in, therein lies their own education. I mean, that's tough. I mean, try to do electrical and not get electrocuted. Yep. I mean, when you think of it, mm -hmm. it's a very brave profession, and a lot of these trades are put down. Everybody has to be a grad college graduate. Well, you don't. You don't. If you're good at whatever it is you're good at doing, and it helps others, it's a great service, then go in that direction. Absolutely. Don't go in a direction that's not going to make you happy, because you're going to make everyone around you miserable. It takes two people to teach and learn. It takes two people to have a conversation. Right now we're having a conversation with Conceda Tomei, star of China Beach, Providence, Mad Men are the People, Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's Dead, and other movies and TV series. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. If you like TV Confidential, we invite you to listen to Astridology. Astridology, new podcast that brings you knowledge, wisdom, and principles that can help you find the peace and comfort that we all seek and deserve in our lives. Astridology with Astrid Kastenberg, available Spotify, Megaphone, Stitcher, and wherever else you find podcasts. Hi, this is Caroline Aaron, and you're listening to TV Confidential. It takes two people to teach and learn. It takes two people to have a conversation. Right now we're having a conversation with Conceda Tomei, star of China Beach, Providence, Mad Men are the People, Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's Dead, and other movies and TV series. Conceda and I are just having fun. We're just having a conversation, and we're seeing where the conversation goes. Although I should point out, in fact, I just realized this today as I was getting ready to talk to you, Conceda, uh, calendar year... 2020 yeah we're in we're in 2023 right now uh, calendar year 2023 is the uh, uh china beach uh turns 35 this calendar year uh if you, oh could, if, if you could believe Billy that Ed, oh my god my beloved friends that talk about being a family on mm -hmm. china beach we were a family uh, the cast of characters a huge family i would imagine it's very gratifying to have been part of a show that broke ground when it originally aired 35 years ago 1988 and still holds up today yeah oh it, it's an honor an honor i and you know we 
we knew it was an honor. At the time, we were involved in it because we met Vietnam veterans. Mm -hmm. um, Troy Evans, uh, my love interest on China Beach, was, you know, he served two and a half in Vietnam. And uh, the stories that he had to tell were um, beyond description. And John Young, our dearly departed uh, John Sacred Young, who mm -hmm. was one of the co-creators, his Bill Royals was the other co-creator, just passed away two years ago. And he would use Troy Evans' um, stories in the episodes. But those writers brought in vets, and the vets would tell their stories. So China Beach was uh, an accurate and positive portrayal of what happened in Vietnam with both nurses, the Vietnam nurses, as well as soldiers. So it was an honor to tell their stories. It was an honor to tell their stories. And it was also a service that we were doing, and I didn't know that until we went to Arizona and Boatman, Michael Boatman and myself, and Boatman is a very, very good friend. His second daughter, um, Mackenzie, is my goddaughter. Mm -hmm. Boatman and I stayed friends all those years. Beckett, and we went to Arizona to speak to the veterans there, and one man came up to me and said, you know, if it wasn't for your show, he said, I would never have come to grips with so much of the pain that I held in a shoebox mm -hmm. of pictures in my attic all of my life. When China Beach came on the air, I was hesitant to turn it on and watch it because I didn't want to relive that pain again. And he said, but as a result of your show and the sensitivity that you took writing it, acting it, whatever, all of, you know, the entire cast, not just myself, and it was amazing. He said, I could open that shoebox now mm -hmm. and I can go through those pictures and I can look at those nurses and I can learn, look at those MP pictures and, and you know, uh, the doctors and the soldiers and my friends that are no longer here anymore. I can open that shoebox and go back to those memories. It's not that I don't feel pain, he said. I still feel the pain, but I'm able to embrace it. And I just thought that was a spiritual moment for me, mm -hmm. Ed. Well, this kind of touches on what we talked about earlier in our conversation, Concetta, in, in, in that when you're a working actress, you go from the stage, you go to television, whether you're part of a series or whether you're doing a guest, a, shot, right. a guest shot on Star Trek Voyager or, or whatever. I mean, at the, at the moment... Your main concern is hit the marks, uh, learn, get, your line. learn your lines, you know, do whatever you have, draw on whatever you have to do to convey this character and, and create whatever you have to create with your acting moment. And that is for people, it's a lot easier, it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. And so I, I would imagine when you find, when, when you hear from viewers from Vietnam veterans about right. the impact that show has, had when they watched it and still has on their lives today that's the word humbling just comes to mind absolutely and i'm reminded of andre de shield's um tony speech mm -hmm. that just blew you away did you see that i wish i had seen uh hades town when i was in new york the last time i was in new york 2019 i was narrating death row stories susan surrounded had done first couple of years and then I did the last two as the voiceover. That was the last time I was in New York, 2019. But I didn't see Hadestown 
and but I saw the Tony Awards, and he said that he called his cardinal rules of ability and, and longevity. Mm-hmm. He said, and I and I'm reading this because I want I would don't want to misquote Mr. Sure. DeShield, who's also <laughs> uh, went to the University of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. as did myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Talk about a graceful moment. Wow. I mean, talk about a graceful moment. And I thought, this is a man that has uh, stayed the course. And he's in his 70s, and God love him, God bless him. He's done it all, you know, acting, you know, directing, choreography, singing, dancing. But when he said that, I just thought, that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, surrounding yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. You know, and hopefully have a, an embrace and a big hug and want to sit down and just have a cup of coffee with you and share their stories. It's really important if you're going to share your stories to share not only the positive ones, but also the negative ones. Because both of those, both sides of that coin, Ed, I believe, are lessons that we learn in life. And even when you don't get a role, and there are many that I, ha- I did not get many that I've wanted that went to uh, other talents. And that gets you your stripes, Mm -hmm. as Lila would say, Major Garou in China Beach. You know, you either get your stripes by that, you know, and those losses help you to grow. Conceta Tomei is on the line with us. Conceta Tomei, star of China Beach. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Conceta when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.